Today, I would like to come to you with a message that may perhaps sound a little bit more unusual, a little different. And that is a message from a, a youth, a person like myself who is still young to today's parents, today's elderly people who have kids who are in their prime age growing up now, teenagers and all these influential ages. I want to warn parents about something that I'm observing because see, I'm speaking today from the perspective of a child who grew up in the 21st century as a millennial and I see how my peers are falling away from the gospel and I can see why. And there's a lot of parents that aren't seeing it. And I think there's many reasons and there's way too many to go into in one video. But there's one reason I want to zoom in on. And I'm going to ask you before I go into this that you would be so gracious as you listen and allow me to convict your heart if this is something that is applicable to you. Because what I'm about to say is not not all parents are guilty of this, far from it. But I will say that many believing Christian parents are struggling with it. And that is simply that when we look at our children and what they are being taught and how we are educating them and teaching them about the Lord, what I so often observe are parents who are very passionate about God. They go to all the conferences. They even bring their kids along. They you know, they, they get they try and do all the commandments and do all the stuff, right? Go through all the motions, go to church every Sunday. And that's all very well and good. But then at the same time, what I see is a greater passion that the parents have for other things that are often associated these days with Christianity. And things things that aren't necessarily bad. But things that are given so much focus that you would say that they are part of the faith, even if they technically aren't. You see, we have parents today who with their kids and everywhere they go would talk about other fringe topics more than about teaching their children about God and his word and nourishing them with his word. We would talk about more about the the book of Enoch and the mysteries and the mystery religions and the things contained therein and figuring this out. Or we would talk about the Nephilim and and where the Nephilim came from and how the Nephilim work in this world and how Satan works and and all this stuff. And and we would think about, you know, um, uh, essential oils. And we would think about how to live an extremely healthy life and have a good, healthy lifestyle. And, and, And before you get frustrated at me. I am not saying all of the above is bad to ever talk about or I mean, of course, it's good to desire to have a healthy lifestyle and to even teach your kid to desire the same. Nothing wrong with that. However, what I do see is that these things become what we talk about more. These things are naturally sometimes for our flesh more indulging to investigate 
speak about and be go on about. And that's all fine and dandy, except that when it becomes ha- starts happening at the cost of teaching and nourishing your kids with the gospel, the word, the plain, simple truth of Christ and him crucified, the fullness of what that means, le- teaching them who God is, how he works, teaching them the, the simplicity and the purity of the word and all of this. Sometimes these things start falling by the wayside. Because see, here's the thing, brothers and sisters. I'd rather be casting out demons every week and see my kid, see me baptize people than talking to them all the time about what the Nephilim is up to. I would more often be nourishing them with and with the knowledge of the amazing healing power that the gospel has over every disease and issue versus constantly instead of that talking more about what vitamin they need to take today. You see, we are and I'm not against vitamins. I'm not against this stuff. Don't don't misunderstand me. But what I am saying is that where is your focus? Do you jump to and run to an essential oil and you run to the knowledge of the essential oils or or are you running to the knowledge of the word and nourishing and feeding them with that, letting them experience it, not just teaching either, but letting them experience the power of God in and through your life and the life of your husband, observing it. You see, one of the most the things that I'm most thankful for with my mom was that she, you know, in her daily life, I remember when I was still living as a teenager under my parents' roof years and years ago, uh, I remember how she would now and then just find someone like, like she would just be driving to uh, taking a kid to school and suddenly she would be coming home with another man who she found along the street who is in need of help. And she would take in the man and house him in the house, take care of him, allow him to use the shower, help him sometimes even find a job, help him get back on his feet, love him, give him what he needs, whether it's financial needs in that moment or giving and giving spiritual, good, sound, biblical advice to help him get back on his feet, help him sort out his life issues. This is stuff my mom was doing without anyone's permission, without anyone asking her. She did it because she loved out of her compassion that flowed and That was helpful towards the person she was helping on that particular day. But it was even more exemplif, a more, a greater example, even to our household. My brother and my sister and me, we witnessed the love of Yeshua in our own household. We didn't just have a mom who talked about the Nephilim and aliens and what what this and that is going to do and what and that is going to we have to watch out for this and that. I saw a mother who took in the poor into her house. And then sometime and later, I would even baptize the guy that she would take into the house as he comes to the Lord. I would I would be able to start partaking with, alongside her in the kind of things that she was doing because that's how I grew up. That's what you do. That's what it means to be a believer. You see, now, here's the problem is many times we have parents who aren't 
exemplifying this for their kids. They're talking about all the other stuff instead, which aren't necessarily bad stuff, but they're talking about all the other stuff instead. And uh, and these stuff are non-deal breaker issues, things that it does. It's not a. It's not the end of the world if if, if people don't believe the same as you. But then if the kids don't agree with the parents about these things that the parent is so incredibly passionate about, now the kid starts associating all the stuff the parent is always talking about with God because all these other things is what the parent is only ever talking about. So this is their life. And now it gets connected to Yeshua and connected to God. And now the when the kid re- re- rebels, against all this stuff that they're not really particularly as interested in as their parents were, things that aren't aren't deal breakers. Now Yeshua is walked away from alongside the other non-essential things that the parent was so overly excited about. And see, Sabra sisters here, this is the crossroad. This is the place where it gets a little scary because now we wonder why is our, our kid in witchcraft? Why is our kid walking away from God? Why don't they want anything to do with God? And and sometimes it's not always the parents fault, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it is because we always talked about the dangers of the witchcraft and watch out for this and watch out for that. But we never walked our lives out as being warriors who wreck the kingdom of darkness as not being afraid of witchcraft, but understanding we were serving a king who is so much greater and who has put his power and spirit in us so we can cast the demons out so we can be ministers of freedom. You see the difference of between, yes, watch out for this, watch out for that. I'm not saying there's no value. My parents taught me the dangers of witchcraft. Don't get me wrong. But what my parents were even, my mom especially was even more focused on was being that example of the light. Because when you're walking out the light, the darkness flees by nature and you don't need to really worry about me going into darkness if you've taught me how to walk in light. But if you only ever teach me how to not walk into the darkness, just go, don't go and push the button. Just don't go there. Just don't go and and touch the cookie jar. Just don't go there. But you've never given me a taste of what it's like to actually go where I'm supposed to go, to go and be a light to go and be a witness, to go and walk like Yeshua, experience the Spirit of God working through me while He loves someone else through me. And I experience the freedom that person receives through me because I have walking, I'm walking on the life of the Messiah. If you as a parent, you don't teach me that, you can tell me to stay away from witchcraft, but the witchcraft only sounds appetizing because you've never shown me how I can fill the hole in my heart that's there because I need to walk in the light. I need to, I am a spiritual being and I need to experience the supernatural spiritual things God made me to experience. But if I don't get to experience that under in my household, with God through my parents, I'm going to look for it somewhere else. I'm going to go look for it in whatever else is out there. And there's a lot of things the world has out there that's really appetizing. So parents, I don't want you to get me wrong here. I want you to listen. I want you to hear that if, if you want to know how can I be a witness 
to my kids that's powerful then do what I'm talking about here stop pushing all your things that aren't the end of the world they're, they're they may be fascinating to you they may be interesting but the biggest question for you have to ask yourself is what do my kids absolutely need because we spend an awful lot of time speaking about stuff being so passionate about stuff Yeshua never spoke a word about if what you're going on about is something that you don't really find Yeshua speaking about, it's a good hint that you need to watch out where you're heading with it. Because if you're not speaking about the things Yeshua spoke about as much as Yeshua spoke about them in his life, you are distracted. You are distracted and you will distract your kids with your distraction. And then I don't want you to come to me and ask, why are my kids walking away from God if that's what you were feeding them? Don't be surprised because I see it happen and it breaks my heart. I want our youth to be on fire for the Lord. But parents, I need your help. I need you to teach your kids why they would want to be on fire. And you're going to need to do that by not just telling them, but being the example yourself. Then we can see a Joshua generation arise. We can see a generation of kids and people who grow up to be powerful warriors, turning this world upside down, just like what happened in the first century. But parents, I need your help. So please share this with another parent. Share this with your kids. Repent towards your kids if you feel this has convicted you, because I know that they would appreciate that. And let them understand who Yeshua is, and what he really taught. May God bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you. May he lift up his counts upon you. Give you shalom and blessing to you, your household, your kids. Shalom.